It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in our number two of the program here on Wednesday. Next hour, we'll be joined by New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell for midweek with the mayor. And we'll take your phone calls for him then and also your phone calls until then at 508-996-0500 as well as app chat and open line on the WBSM app. But I don't... Skyler, listen... Skyler is similar. I, I like listening to your forecasts, but I I never agreed to eighty degrees in mid April. Hopefully, it's one of those fluky things. But uh, that's seems like too much too soon. It was just like fifty seven, just a couple of days ago. Uh, but yeah, no, that's fun. I mean, that's always kind of the the fun of Easter time. Is what kind of Easter are we going to have? We're going to have a nice day. More often than not, I recall Easter's at least in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, probably global warming, but where you had a nice day where you could actually like go outside without a jacket on and, you know, we would play football in the backyard or, you know, have, have some sort of outside activity going on. So it's, it's good that we're getting to that point, but uh, 80, 80 degrees seems like a lot. Well, at least I get to wear shorts to bowling now. 508-996-0500. I promise I would catch up on some of the app chat messages and some of the emails that were coming in. So um, always watching in New Bedford made the same point uh, that she made yesterday. Let me just open up the actual message here, which was, uh, isn't this an adult talk radio station? Leave the kids alone. Well, this is a radio show where we talk about social issues that are going on around the South Coast, and and this is one of them. What part of your life was incomplete? Gee, I wonder if junior high or high school, too sad. Uh, I had, as I described yesterday, I had a wonderful high school experience. It was a little rough in middle school when I lived in Sandwich, but when I moved to Wareham and it was a different mentality. Now, to be fair, I've become friends again through social media with a lot of the kids that I knew in Sandwich, even the kids that picked on me and bullied me. And obviously as adults, you know, none of that stuff matters and we've we've moved past it all. But uh, yeah, no, I was picked on for not wearing name brand clothing. I didn't have the Varney France t-shirt and the Bugle Boy jeans and, you know, I wasn't wearing Nike or LA gear sneakers. So... You know, my mom was tired of me getting picked on and bullied and, and one just went out one time and spent an entire paycheck just buying me new clothes. And she shouldn't have had to do that just because, you know, some kids were, were picking on me, but she did. But by the time I moved to Wareham and, you know, there was a little bit rough in eighth grade being the new kid. Ninth grade still kind of getting to know kids because, you know, we had teams in middle school. You had we were Team Draco, and I forget what the other one was, Team something or other, some other constellation. So I didn't really mix with those kids, and I didn't grow up with those kids. So then when it came time to be all freshmen at the high school together, there was a lot of new faces to learn too. But by 
by the middle of my sophomore year, and I credit my best friend growing up, Pat, for you know introducing me to his group of friends and and getting to hang out with other kids and I ended up becoming I would say one of the more popular kids in school. I'll never forget that when I graduated and they called my name at graduation, there was a huge ovation. And my dad said to me later, he was like, I couldn't believe that. I, I didn't realize that that many people knew you. And I was like, well, I do a lot of stuff. I was involved in a lot of clubs and activities, volunteered at you know, the local cable station, worked. Like I did a lot of things. But I also, you know, I never, never shunned any group either. I was friends with everybody. Uh, so, hey, Timmy, leave the kids alone. Pink Floyd said it best. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the one that's not leaving kids alone here. And if you don't see that, well, that's part of the problem. Uh, Dan in New Bedford. My child attends a New Bedford school. Caller, hang on. We'll get to you in a moment. My child attends a New Bedford school, and I can tell you one thing for sure. I will not have any of that. this LGBTQ in my household. Those that do participate, more power to them. That's fine by me. Just leave me and my child out of it. Well, Dan, I hope for your sake that your child isn't LGBTQ and hasn't told you yet. Uh, I do not need it jammed down our throat. Every time we turn on TV or on the radio, give the people that do not accept it the freedom to make up their own mind and don't scrutinize them for not accepting it. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you leeway to not accept how people want to live their lives. Transpose this, Dan. Transpose this instead of talking about LGBTQ people that maybe you were talking about, oh, I don't know, black people or immigrants or any other marginalized group. Do you think I would sit here and let you say, if I choose not to accept them, you have to let that happen? It, it, every one of your messages, Dan, just exposes more and more your ignorance. I really wish you would call up one day and have a conversation with me because that's why you won't call because it, it wouldn't last very long. Uh, Carol Ann and the Sonnet, again with the kids go to school to learn argument. I wish people could understand that this is a learning experience as well. Maybe if older generations had these experiences, they wouldn't believe asinine ideas. Like if you support the LGBTQ plus community by displaying their flag, then you hate America or you are indoctrinating children. Hold on, it just reloaded. Based on the attitude of many of your callers, we are lucky and should be grateful that this younger generation is trying to find more support, compassion, and kindness for themselves and their peers. And that's, that's the way that I look at it. These calls and messages that we get from the people who are so angry about this, they're mostly angry about the fact that their way is going away. Their, their mindset is going away. That, sorry, society is going to become more inclusionary. And if that means that people don't look like you and think like you and, and have sex like you are going to be part of the conversation now, well, I say everybody's welcome. 508 I'll get into the emails in a moment. Let me just take this caller because they've been patiently waiting. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Hey, uh, yesterday I brought up the mental health piece, and mm -hmm. I reached out to two individuals who, um, you know, went through, they went through their own experience and, uh, you know, kind of explored being transgender uh, one of them, I got a flat-out no. I'm trying to get them in to call into uh, the program to give them uh, their experience. But one, I got a flat-out no. One said he was going to think about it. And the one that uh, said he was going to think about it, I'm really, I really hope he decides to call in because he kind of went, went through it. Like, he was uh, going to Boston for hormone therapy, and he was at that cusp of, like, 
following through and going going all out. Um, so, and he ended up uh, changing his mind and, you know, kind of decided that, hey, uh, you know, he was going through a lot of things in, in life and, you know, traumatic experiences, all that, and fell into a group um, and kind of, you know, felt welcomed. And he felt that by him, um, you know, hanging around with these people, that it was the right thing to do. I want to, like, again, I'm trying to get him to call in um, and give his experience. But I think, you know, I don't really think many of the callers, it's like a hateful thing. I just think that, you know, kids are impressionable. And, and you just gave an awesome, like, you know, when you said that you went to high school and you kind of, uh, your friend welcomed you and kind of, you know, showed you the ropes and you got involved with schools and groups. And that was a perfect leeway because to give you an example of how impressionable kids are, like I go back when I was in high school, right? And you had your certain cliques that you hanged, hung around with. And what I saw happening was the transformation. Like, for example, you start off at uh, going to high school and you hang around with the friends that you're comfortable with and that you grew up with, right? Then you might join a sports group, for example. All of a sudden, you're hanging around with the jocks, right? The quote-unquote jock clique. Then you might get into a certain type of music, uh, you know, and you hang out with those people. Now you're a part of the emo clique, so on and so forth. Um but you get to a certain age, and I'll never forget this, right? So I, there was a kid that was, quote, unquote, a jock in high school. Everybody hated him, <laughs> you know. And um, I, I could go on to the UMass Dartmouth campus, and I don't really know anybody because some of my friends went to other colleges, so on and so forth. And we're in orientation, and I spot this guy. And he knew who I was, but we never interacted in high school. And, like, you know, I spot him, he spots me, and it was like, you know, you don't know anybody else. So it was like, hey, man, what's going on? And he came to me and we start talking. The next thing you know, we're great friends. And, and like, you know, the, the kind of idea in college that there is no cliques, right? Everybody's there for a certain reason. You kind of mature a little bit and you welcome everybody, right? You, you kind of, you don't, you don't do that, segre uh, you know, segregating, so on and so forth for cliques. So, I think that that's what I see is that people uh, understand that kids are impressionable, right? And they worry. They don't want their children to make the wrong decisions, so on and so forth. And I think that's where the angst comes in and why they feel so strongly about, hey, just let kids be kids, you know? Portuguese community, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, I know somebody that they came out as a homosexual to their parents. Uh, parents were crazy, like, no, you know, our, our kids are not gay, so on and so forth. But we all knew, right? And then he finally comes out to, um, to his parents. And, you know, there was like a good month or two that they weren't speaking to each other. But then eventually they were like, hey, you know what? My kid's my kid. I'm going to accept them for who they are i love it i love them they're my kids so i you know when i hear these callers i understand how it can come across as like hateful in a way and like you know them trying to uh downplay certain things but that's what i see i i think that it's more of a concern that you know kids are impressionable 
let kids be kids, let kids explore, but also with the understanding that, you know, kids want to find their role in life. And that's, and, uh, and kids are extremely impressionable. And parents don't want their kids, they're just trying to protect them and they don't want them to make the wrong decisions. That's why I really want that individual to call in to give his experience of what he went through because it was almost a situation like they just wanted to feel welcome. And, and they got into this group of individuals who kind of welcomed in, in with open arms, didn't judge them. So they felt that they needed to go down that road to be one of them. When in reality, that wasn't the case. They were like, you know, uh, helping understand that they just liked him for him. And, you know, he, to this day, unfortunately, he's experiencing health, crazy health issues because of the hormones that he was taking. And That's why I kind of want him to kind of like to call in, give his experience and his side, just so you know, well, well-rounded conversations. And, and that's, that's, that's fine, and I'm not belittling his experience, but that doesn't mean that that is the predominant experience of everybody who goes through it. No, not at all. And that's what I would like. You know, we're hearing a lot of conversation. I would want somebody who is transgender to call in and give their, uh, like, you know, their perspective of what they went through. Or maybe even someone who, um, you know, went through that and, you know, were struggling with finding out who their gender identity issues and things like that and what they, you know, we're hearing a a whole one-sided of the conversation. I'd like to get some feedback from some other people. So if anybody's transgender out there and kind of wants to share their experience, you know, and kind of just help people understand because that's what we're doing. We're arguing about P's and Q's and we're not trying to understand. And so I, I feel that if we got more callers call in, kind of share their experiences, so on and so forth, and just have a better, well-rounded conversation. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah, you got it. Have a good day. And uh, and I will reiterate what I said yesterday. I think we probably have had some transgender folks call in who just chose not to identify that they are, and certainly that's their right. But maybe you know, maybe if you do want to, you certainly can. I'll I'll just give you an example of the of the opposite side of it. Someone that I went to school with at UMass Dartmouth and I've told her this before so I'm you know I'm not going to I'm not going to name her but maybe I will reach out and see if she wants to come on she's been public about it but I also don't want to you know air it all over if she doesn't want to because of the you know it's her personal business but when I went to school with her she was born a man and when I went to school with her then and she was male I thought she was the most the most obnoxious person. Couldn't stand her. Didn't like being. I rolled my eyes if I was in classes with her. Just didn't like this person. And after she transitioned and became a woman and felt more like who she was as a person and who she was supposed to be, completely different personality. One of the most wonderful, warmest people. One of my dearest friends, and somebody who is really living her best life now. Because she became who she felt she was supposed to be. And she has advocated for other people. You know, like if you if you aren't sure, reach out to me and I will talk to you about it. And I will let you know my, my experience because for her it was the best decision that she ever made. 
508-996-0500. Good morning. Oh, hold on. I did that wrong. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Okay. Um, I, uh, the gentleman that just called, I often hear him on the radio. Most of the time, I don't uh, really agree with his politics, but I always respect it. Um, but I just thought that was a, a awesome call that he just made about, you know, maybe some of the people that experiences that, you know, people that transition or already transition call in and, and um, you know, give their opinions on what's going on. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I think that just opened up a lot of eyes and maybe some people just understand it more uh, than um, not hearing from anybody. I just thought it was a great idea. Yeah, and I have many friends who have, so I'll reach out and I'll see if anybody wants to come on again. Yeah. I, I I always I always feel like so it's it's not like I would never go up to one of my friends who has had gastric bypass surgery and said, "Hey, do you want to come on the radio and talk about your gastric bypass surgery?" Like you know, mm-hmm. I just I feel like that's something that I, I would rather that they offered to do. Right, so yeah. that's you know right. that's just the way that I look at it. Well, you know, I think it's a hot topic right now, and I think that it would be in their best interest to educate uh, a lot of the people that are listening, you know, a lot of the listeners that are not sure or already formed opinions, that then that there's no um, educational, uh, you know, they haven't learned anything about it. It's just kind of forming an opinion, I should say. And I will say this. I've heard people who are trans call into other programs on the station and talk about it, and it, 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 it didn't change anybody's minds. Yeah. So well, that's that's the other part never, of it, too. Is not, you, never stop trying, right? Right, <laughs> but you got to think of how many people are going to think about that and say, well, why would I why would I go on the radio and talk about this if I, if, if people are just going to belittle me after I hang up the phone? Yeah, true enough. Yeah. So I get you. All right. Well, uh, thank, thank you for the call. Thank you, Tim. Have a yep. good one. I'm going to squeeze in one more, and then i got to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, but why would you want to? Why don't? Why do people have to advertise what they do? Why just don't they do what they got to do and live your life? I don't. I don't get um, this whole. I got to get it out there. I got to push it around. It's been there for a long time. So, um, it, it it's it's not a natural thing because it just can't be. Um, well, I mean, there are there there are animals that change sex in in the animal kingdom. Yeah, I get. But it, we're going to go right back to uh, Mother Nature. If if you can't reproduce, not being any disrespect, being very careful. If you can't reproduce, then you won't you won't exist. If you're a rabbit, cat, or a human being, but if you want to be like, if you want to do that, that's your your God given human right. But but you don't I don't I just get tired of people trying to push certain agendas and maybe some are legit and some aren't. And when you're young you go through a lot of things in your mind and I think there's enough information out there now where people can make up their own minds on what they want to do. And I'm really, really against uh pushing it. If you see two, I see uh, two gay girls or two guy girls, gay guys, why do they get a kiss in public? Why do they get to hold hands in public? What? Do you have a problem when heterosexual people do that? 
I don't see them doing it to the extent that they're doing it. I, that's I really what, don't that, see that. That's that's an insane statement. You can't well, really believe that. Well, I saw a couple of people one time, and they it wasn't just a kiss. It was on and on and on and on in public. That's and what I, I'm I've seen about. that plenty of times with heterosexual couples. Well, I don't know. I, I don't see that, and I'm trying not to make insane statements, and I'm trying to be sensitive to what I believe in and how I was brought up. But I'm not against anybody. I'm the, you know, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not against anybody doing what they want. It's the idea that they got to put stop this in these schools. They got to stop parents from knowing what's going on. So to me, that just smells of a problem. But I'm not against what anybody all, wants. All to you do. have to do is listen to yesterday's program and some of the calls that we received, and you will understand why that people want to speak out and advocate for this, because well, there is so there is still so much prejudice and bigotry about it. Well, of course it is because they're coming out of the closet. And how is the younger gener? How is my generation taught about this? Did you? Did you? Would you? I don't know how old you are, but in the nineteen sixties, in, in the nineteen sixties, would you have been telling black people to just shut up and, and deal with it? We're tired. We don't. We get that you're black. We don't need to hear about it anymore. Yeah, that's nineteen sixty. I was I was born in fifty seven, so I was three years old. I wouldn't well, have. But this to is say this it. is the civil rights issue of this generation. This is that same fight, that same struggle. Well, I, that's fine. I just, all I can say is people who are brought up um, and taught and grew up with not just this issue, work ethics issues, um, you know, going to work on time, being to work early, being respectful, not parking in front of fire hydrants, not throwing trash out the windows. These are big things that were taught to my generation. And just to say, now we're just going to let all this stuff go and they can do what they want. They can. But why do you have to advertise? I just don't get that pop. You know, you're opening yourself up for a, for a, for what, stupid from some far left looking on the right. What you What you call advertising, other people call just living their life. Okay, I'm I'm listening to you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just trying to say, and then I, I'm just trying to live my life in my golden years. So if some if somebody is 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 heteros, uh, homosexual or transgender, you want them to just hide that fact? No. no. Sounds like it to me. No, uh, they can do it. Do what you want, but I mean, do they have to be? All right, let's talk. Let's say, do they have to be in the, the school system talking to little kids about it? Are they in the school system talking to little kids about it? You certainly hear certain. Uh, I hear a lot of speculation about it. I don't. I don't see any proof about it. Okay, okay. I'm. I'm going along. I'm listening to you. I'm not fighting. I'm not arguing. But I do hear how parents' rights they're not being told if the kids are doing the sex change thing, and all that. To me, that part is wrong. There's parts that are right that are okay, but there's going too far like i hear and i don't know um um i don't know the specifics but lbgt is lbgt and lbgtq is that correct that's all one umbrella acronym lgbtq plus some include the ia the plus really kind of covers anything else that's beyond that but what i've heard is the the just the regular l some of the lbgt 
one fashion said the other faction was going too far. I just happened to hear that in conversation. And it's like anything else. Can't we take conversation too far? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that they're warring with each other necessarily. Some some no, choose no, to no. limit the. I don't think they are. I some choose to limit the acronym. Perspective. Some choose to limit the acronym because they feel the plus covers more, and that the more. Let's face it, the more uh, letters that you include in it, the harder it is for people to to say. So, I mean, I'm sure some want to sh- shorten it on that basis alone. I'm going to just hold you there, Larry, because I got to take a break. But thank you for the call. Yep. And uh, we do have to take a break. Callers, hang on. We will get to you. Um, I just have to take this break or else I'm going to fall too far behind. We'll be back in a few moments. Welcome back in, 508-996-0500. Again, we'll have Mayor Mitchell coming up in the next hour. But until then, it's all about you. Again, 508-996-0500. Or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app or the open line feature on the WBSM app, which is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Yeah, hi, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, first of all, I really enjoy your show. I mean, you have a lot of good topics, breaks things up. I enjoy it. Thank you. But I've been listening, you know, a lot of people talking about the LB, you know, and gays and trans and all that. And, and I say to myself, everyone in this world, I mean, I, I'm straight myself, but everyone in this world deserves to be loved by someone and to love somebody. You know what I mean? And I hear some people calling this so bigotry about it. And I always say to myself, because I was brought up uh, uh, telling my parents who told me, never say never, because you never know what's going to happen in your life. And half these people who call us such bigots, I, I wonder if their children or their grandchildren or any family member ever come up to them and say, hey, I'm gay or I, I'm trans, would they feel the same way and talk the same way that they're talking now, Tim. Well, we have a caller who called in who who has shared his story with us before where he said, you know, he was against all of this until his child came home and said, hey, you know what? And then that changed his mind. And then he became more he became more open minded. He understood it better. And it took some work on his part to overcome some of those prejudices that he had, but that he was able to do so. And listen, I understand. I, I, I totally understand why people have a fear of things that they don't understand you know i work in in a world with the paranormal stuff where you know we when people are afraid of it i tell them all the time you're afraid of it because you don't understand it that's the only reason why and because you're afraid of it because you haven't encountered it and then when you do encounter it you realize you know a a psychologist once told me a, a great quote anticipatory fear is the worst fear the fear of what you think will happen is always going to be worse than what will actually happen you know, as he put it to me for for an article I was writing, the worst ghost that you can imagine is always going to be worse than the worst ghost that you encounter. And that's what people have to realize is that if you just – if you make the outreach to learn a little bit more, you'll realize that it's not what you thought that it was. That's an excellent point, Tim. And I hope people will just sit back, like I say, and just, you know, just think it could happen to you. And what difference – like someone just called a little while ago – if they see two men kiss or two women kiss, 
What difference is that compared to a man and woman kissing? If they love each other, fine, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm not looking at them and saying, oh, they shouldn't, but this one should. You know, life is life. We're all born. We're all going to die. we got to live our life in between that, and you should live it with whatever is good for you. You know what I'm saying, Tim? Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you for taking my call. Thank you, and I hope that you'll call again soon. Take care. And uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in, or you can send us app chat messages or open line uh, voicemails on the WBSM app. Uh, but I, I will say, like, so in, in Larry's point that he made about there being, you know, that he sees more homosexual couples kissing than he sees heterosexual couples kissing out in public, I would just say that, when something in your mind is, and I, I don't, I hate using this term, but when something in your mind is normal, because normal doesn't really exist, normal is just a social construct, but if something in your mind is normal, you're not as focused on it when you see it happen. So you would notice more, if you think that it's abnormal, you would notice that thing more. So it's kind of like, um, you know, when you go out and you buy a car, there's a million red Toyota Corollas out on the road. And I just picked that because there's a red Toyota Corolla out in the parking lot. There's a million red Toyota Corollas out on the road. But you never see them until you buy a red Toyota Corolla and then all of a sudden you're seeing them everywhere. And you say, wow, it's so weird. Everybody has the same car that I it's like It's like I went out and bought this car and now everybody else is buying it too. Like, what's going on? Is this like the car that they're discounting the most, the red color? Why? Why is it this color? And it's just because you've now been zeroed in on it that you notice it more so that's what i think is more than likely what's happening there is that because you have you have picked up on it as something that is happening now you're seeing it more like you you might not have noticed it until you realize that it stood out and then another way that it can happen and i'm not saying that this is the case there for him but the other way that it can happen is confirmation bias which is where you think something is the case so therefore, you're out looking for examples of where that will happen when in actuality, it might not happen any more often than what you're trying to compare it against. So you have the theory that there are more people of the same sex who are out there you know, making out in public. So therefore, you are now going to be looking for that to confirm what it is that you thought. And the bias and confirmation bias isn't a bias against anything that you're looking for. It's not like you're, I'm not saying you're biased against homosexual people with this. I mean, you're biased toward confirming what your theory is. So these are things to just keep in mind when you're trying to do, that's why I always ask people, like, well, what, what are the figures on that? Like, where where are you getting that from? Where is this information from? And, and, and why I call out things that may be anecdotal. I'm not saying that it's not valuable to discuss. And I'm not saying that it's not part of the conversation. But when I point out that something is anecdotal, I'm pointing that out just so that people understand that that's not representative of everything that's going on. Like, yes, there are some teachers who get in trouble for sleeping with their students. But that doesn't mean that every teacher is trying to sleep with their students. And, and and that's the, the point that I'm trying to make when I say that these things are anecdotal. I'm not trying to be dismissive of them, and I'm not trying to say that they don't matter. But what I'm saying is you have to be careful making judgments based on the whole from just 
a small part of that whole. Again, I told you a long time ago we were going to use logic in the discussions that we have on this program because emotion comes into so much of these topics. That we're going to have to take a step back. We're going to get emotional at times. Absolutely, it's going to happen. But the overall goal is to be able to take a step back and to look at things logically. Whether it be talking about something like this or whether it be talking about something like, you know, what the city council is doing. Emotionally, yes, I think that it's a horrible idea to repeal the Community Preservation Act. But I'm still going to look at it logically and try to see, well, maybe there's something here that I'm not seeing. You know, maybe there is something going on. And, and, and if Council President Morad comes back and tells me, you know, here's, here's 5,000 signatures from people that are against keeping it. Or I get 5,000 phone calls from people that are against keeping it. Well, then... And I will have listened and changed my mind about it. I don't know that I changed my mind. I'm still pretty supportive of it, even if people aren't. But that's that's the point. Emotion doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't move a conversation forward. It just gets you stuck in those echo chambers where you're just going to yell and scream and throw a fit. And then the other person's going to yell and scream and throw a fit. And nobody really does. Nobody's really moved anything along. I am going to take a break. Caller, hang on. I'm going to take this now so that when we come back, we can talk with you. Before we jump back into the talk, some of you out there, you might be hearing your stomachs rumbling. It's close to lunchtime. Maybe you skipped breakfast. You deserve to treat yourself. Treat yourself to a late breakfast. Treat yourself to an early lunch. Head on over to Just Another Phoenix in Dartmouth and get yourself some of their delicious favorites. Not only do they have everything that you would expect to find on the menu, but they also have creative ideas every single day with their special menu. Something different that you might never thought of. Different omelets, different pancakes, French toast, all kinds of great stuff. And you know what? If you don't have, you know, if you get some time and you want to, you don't have anywhere to be, you want to hang out at the counter, you can actually watch the cooks prepare your meal right in front of you. And you can talk to them while they do it. Trust me, you can't distract them. No matter what, I've tried. You can't distract them. And of course, if you can't stay and you want to just pick up something delicious to eat, you can get their entire menu through their drive through window. How often does that happen? That you can get full breakfast through a drive through It's unheard of. So check them out. Just another Phoenix restaurant. They're located on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And I guarantee you, you will find something there that you will find delicious. All right, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Oh, doing all right. You know, the homosexuality and what you're talking about today, that was, it goes back to ancient times. Mm-hmm. Babylonians, the Spartans. Ancient Greeks, the Romans, uh, you know, a lot of talk about this. People calling in, oh, it's the bigots. Oh, you're a homophobe. You know, you're just being put into subgroups. One side turns, uh, well, I have my freedom, but you need to shut up and listen to me. And the other one says, well, you need to shut up because this is the way I want to live and all of that. People are just getting uh, programmed for what's coming. And what's coming? Well, the capstone is almost in place. People, you think you're going to be able to speak on the radio like you're saying, be free? And, and you know, there are many elites, global elites that say you, you, you're going to be a, a serfdom. You're going to be in certain. You're going to love it. I, 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 will, love I it. will make a promise to you right now. I'm 45 years old, just turned 45 in January. Yeah. And what do I got? At least 20 years before I retire. I guarantee you I will be able to say whatever I want on the radio for the you entirety of my career. You guarantee that? I you guarantee, guarantee you. you that? I guarantee you. You know what's coming? 
Uh, whatever you think are is, you probably not that. Are, are you ready for the new world order? Because it's going to come whether you like it or not. And then they'll tell you what to say and what not to say. And you're not going to be free to discuss what you're discussing today. The, I've been hearing this talk. Well, not, I wouldn't, say, I, I wouldn't well, say I've been hearing it for 100 well, years, but it's been happening for 100 years. Let me tell you, the capstone is almost in place. Sure. All right. All right well, if, when, if I'm wrong, I'll owe you lunch. All right. He hung up on me. Uh, yeah. You know how you know how there's all these religious doomsday predictions through throughout the entirety of human history. There's always these doomsday cults, these people who think that the world is going to end. There's all of these things that what you're just hearing there is the sociopolitical version of that. You're hearing the, the, the chicken little sky is falling mentality. Nobody is coming to take your free speech. Nobody is coming to take your free speech. If, if they were, we would have already deleted M's ability to send app chat messages into us, such as uh, the ones that he sent today. You are way too obsessed with this garbage. Normal people would never want to talk about this every day. Something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you, miserable. It's your, it's your grammar. City council, boring news and gay people is all you talk about every day. What's wrong with you? This is all the public gets with WBSM. Well, it is with this show. You don't like it? Don't listen. Gosh, I don't know why you can't understand that concept. This show is obviously not for you. Stop listening. Uh, T-Biz in New Bedford. We champion and have the backs of LGBTQ because being LGBTQ doesn't automatically make someone a bad person, but also doesn't automatically make them a good person either. We try not to paint with broad strokes like that, just like I don't automatically think voting Republican makes someone a bad person either. And then uh, Dan in New Bedford, do you know what? I might be negative towards some things, but I know one thing. I do not have to agree with the stupid ideologies that you believe in. This is a free country, and just because the people that calling and texting do not agree with you does not make us wrong. We are entitled to our opinion. For some reason, you don't understand that. Yeah, Dan, you are absolutely entitled to be wrong, because you are. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break, though. Be right back. Tom. All right, we're going to...